Hello and welcome to Better Living, a show about the people and organizations that make an impact in our area. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. A returning guest back on the show today, one of my favorites, Brian Townsend with Triggers Toys in the studio to talk about the group's progress, their work, and keys to a successful fundraiser. Before we get to that, though, I want to welcome a new guest to the show. Dr. Marcelo Cavazos is superintendent of Arlington ISD. Sir, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. Doing very well today. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining me. Friend of the show, Anita Foster, hooked me up with this interview. And as I mentioned before we started, I've never really looked at just a school district. So I want to learn about what you guys are doing for kids in Arlington. And I'm also interested in learning more about what a superintendent does. I think that everybody is well familiar with the teacher, with the principal, but not necessarily the superintendent. So thank you again for joining me. But uh, let's let's talk about superintendents first. What do you do as a superintendent? <laughs> well, that's a great question because there's a the superintendency is is a pretty dynamic role and it it has uh, kind of many uh, levels to it and things like that. Sure. But fundamentally, it's my responsibility as a superintendent of schools to ensure that students are learning and ensure that they graduate from high school. That's kind of the fundamental premise of being a superintendent. But with that, there's a, there's a lot of components and complexities to the organization. So we have sixty thousand students. We have 8,500 employees, people that work for the school district, over 70 schools, campuses that we have in the district, all the students and their parents that we serve, um, and a community that we serve in Arlington as well. And so the role of the superintendent is the CEO of, of the school district, so uh, managing and leading the entire effort of, of a school district. Now, it's also building a team, a team of principals, a team of teachers, a team of administrators and leadership uh, individuals that can help fulfill that mission and that vision of serving our students exceptionally well so that they're prepared for their future. And that starts with three-year-olds all the way to 18 and 19-year-olds in a system that's very, very dynamic. It's a people business as well. Uh, there's a lot of interaction between adults and young people, all on that focus of preparing our students for their future and their uh, potential to be met. You're in charge of a small army. <laughs> this is kind of a daunting figure. When you anything seventy plus schools, you yeah. said thousands of kids, thousands of teachers, the whole community. Is this your first superintendent job? Yeah. So it, this is my first superintendency in, in Arlington ISD, and I, I was a part of the system in Arlington. I I joined Arlington ISD in nineteen ninety nine as associate superintendent. Mm. Then I became deputy superintendent and uh, interim, and eventually superintendent. I've I've served now in, in the superintendency for six years. Uh, and so uh, it's something that I love. It's a passion that I have to be uh, a leader of a school system uh, that's trying to ensure that students are successful. It, our, our work every day and the work of teachers and people across our system is to make sure that students have an environment where they can be successful and that they have a, a, a real understanding that their future can be much better uh, much better, much enhanced uh, than their current reality. And that's giving people inspiration and hope, right, uh, as, as young people. But that's our, that's our function. And we do it through teaching and learning and interaction and uh, support services. You know, as our schools today are much more complex than they were before. Uh, we're meeting many, many needs, social, emotional, uh, uh, well-being of students, safety, uh, security, teaching and learning the basics, the core curriculum, but also specialized learning with our academies and specialized coursework. So an array of opportunities for students and their preparation is our primary focus 
in our school district. And, and that's what I lead, and that's what, what I love. And, and part of that reason, a large part of that reason, is because uh, of what education did for me and, and for my family. And so just in a nutshell, you know, I grew up, I'm the youngest of six in, in our family, and grew up very poor. And in the summers, we would work in the fields picking the crops, uh, for example. That's, that's how we would, uh, you know, get enough money to build, uh, buy clothes and supplies for this next school year. Our, our, our mom was very focused on, on that education was the, was the foundation for us. And so education changed our lives, changed my life. And so being in a system and being the leader of a system where that is happening every day is, a, is truly an inspiration uh, and a love uh, for me now. It is a complex job, and it comes with pressure and politics and everything else that, that you can uh, imagine there with the superintendency. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's very fulfilling, and it's very fulfilling as, as we serve our students and, and, and we're that conduit uh, for their success. You've been superintendent of Arlington ISD for six years. Do you feel like you finally have this job dialed in? Do you understand <laughs> it completely? Yeah. Or is it one of those jobs that is always evolving and you always have to be ready to change with it? Yeah, so so the, the latter is, is probably the, the more accurate, which is this job continues to, to change. The needs continue to change. The challenges, uh, you know, with our school finance system, with the curriculum standards, things that change in terms of of a big system being able to adapt quickly to the changes of our workforce, of the needs of, of higher ed and things like that. So the job continues to evolve. Uh, the one thing that, that I think is, is constant is that improvement and development and growing as a leader is something that I take very, very seriously. And that's something that we uh, use in our school system, growing and developing people. So we're all learners. We're all learning and developing and growing. Uh, and the complexity of the job continues to challenge uh, to challenge that. We're part of a, of a leadership uh, program uh, that is, you know, funded by uh, Charles Butt, and we're one of seven school districts in the state uh, that is participating in this leadership development. And part of that includes an, ex uh, uh, you know, executive coach for me, uh, you know, goal setting uh, opportunities, uh, coaching, learning, and things like that to continue to grow. Uh, so I don't, you know, in terms of, of the superintendency, I don't think it's ever a static kind of uh, uh, you've arrived. Uh, it continues to change. There's some fundamentals that are really important. Um, one of those is building a strong team, a strong team of people that can uh, help in, in carrying out that mission. When did you start your journey into education? You said growing up it was always enforced by your mom that this is going to be important for you and, and how you were going to grow as a human being. Uh but you had to start somewhere. Yeah. So when did you start your journey into education? So my journey started pretty much right after high school when I went to college and then after, right after college. I continued my master's uh, while I was teaching and then I continued my doctorate and eventually received my doctorate from UT Austin. What did you receive your doctorate in? In public school leadership, in executive school leadership. Uh, so you knew pretty early that you wanted to be on the administrative side. Was superintendency the main goal? So superintendency was certainly a goal. Uh, it, it was a goal, and, and being in school leadership was always something that was attractive to me, even in high school. Why is why so important to you? Because I, I early on, at least from my perspective, I, I thought I knew uh, something back early on. Uh, I, I, I knew that the way to, to continue to affect people and continue to make this education system something that's sustainable uh, would be through leadership, 
uh, through teaching and learning, but ultimately through leadership. So I remember distinctly in high school uh, receiving with a group of other students receiving an award. Uh, I can't even tell you what the award was at this time, but it was some recognition. The principal was there and, and we were a group of students and there was somebody else there that I didn't recognize. And I knew the principal and I knew some of the, the obviously the teachers and et cetera. So I remember asking very clearly, who is that? Who is that other person that's here that, that I hadn't seen before? And so they said, well, that's the superintendent. And I said, well, what does he do? You know, what, what is besides come here and take a picture with us, you know? Um, and so uh, what then they explained, well, he leads the entire school district. He's in charge of, of all of it. And he makes sure that this system runs and that you have education opportunities, et cetera. And so really early on, I was drawn into that. I said, well, that's a position. That's, a, that's kind of a, 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 a point where you can drive uh, service to a different level in a big system. And then when I got my doctorate, I was very interested in, in big school districts uh, that had many challenges. Uh, but I look at those challenges as, as opportunities. So when we talk about poverty in our school systems and the students we serve, uh, and, and all that, it's really, to me, opportunities where we can actually make a difference in, in the young people's lives. Is Arlington ISD seen as a small, medium, or large school district? In, in essence, a large school district. We're uh, like the 11th largest in the state. It's all relative. There's over 1,100 school districts in the state. Mm. Many, many of those school districts are really, really small. Uh, and then there are the big districts, and we're considered one of the, the big districts in the state. With big district challenges, right? So part of that is uh, adapting to the needs of our students in, in a nimble way. And that's, that's a challenge for a big school district because, as you know, big school districts have a lot of people and they have a culture uh, and they have operations and, and ways that things are done. And to adapt and meet the needs of students is always a challenge. I'd like to say in Arlington ISD, we have become much, much more nimble much more adaptive to the needs of students, whether it's with technology, with their specialized learning, uh, with their coursework in, in, uh, in, in certifications and workforce development, uh, and able to do that with because of the staff and the teachers that we have and the principals. You're already answering the question that I was just about to ask, but I, I want to get more into it. What separates Arlington ISD from other school districts in the area? Yeah, so, so that's, a, that's a great question and an interesting one. Uh, we have actually posed that question, right, to our teachers, our students, our parents, our community. What makes Arlington ISD, what's kind of the lifeblood of Arlington ISD? And, and we've really crafted it down to, to really like a, a, a small statement, which is Arlington ISD is where potential gets real. So you see, you hear a lot of school districts and systems, especially educational systems, that talk about meet your potential. Everyone has potential and, and drive your potential and things like that. When we asked our community and our teachers and our students, what's different about Arlington in relation to that? They said that's where your potential actually gets real. And what does that mean? It means that you're actually doing something about your future while you're with us. We don't hand students off to higher ed or the workforce uh, and say, okay, now they're responsible. Now you start your future. The way we look at it in Arlington is you start your future with us. And so if you look at just one example, if you look at our fire academy, for example, where students are uh, graduating fire certified and EMT certified. Remember, these are, you know, in, in, in outside of high school, these are 25, 30-year-olds who are trying to accomplish this through uh, a very rigorous program when in high school, in Arlington ISD, students are graduating with that. And I remember our first discussion with the, uh, the fire department, the Arlington Fire Department, who is our partner in this. Uh, and the first response was, they're too young. 
they can't do this. They're too small. And and we had a lot of interesting debate. I, I like to call it healthy debate with them. Uh, and they they finally kind of bottom lined and said, look, our lives depend on each other. And and these are high school kids. And what I said to them was, you will be um, not only impressed, but you will be uh, uh, attracted to the type of learning and the experiences that the students are having in Arlington ISD. Long story short, we eventually started a program. These students outperform the adults in high school. So our students outperform adults that we're trying to get fire certified, NEMT certified. And why is that? Because they're engaged, because they're, they're supported in a school system. So that is an example of potential getting real. We're not saying we'll graduate you with an introduction course and then you go off to your community college and take the rest of it. Our standard is if you can finish with us, we want you to finish with us. Currently, some of our students are in the fire department in Arlington and other fire departments across the state. Um, and they're seen as examples of what's possible uh, with young people. One of the things that I was the most interested in while I was doing research for this interview were these courses that you're talking about welding robotics machinists there's also programs that get you an associate's That's degree correct. that you guys are working on so this idea of having students already prepared and ready to join the workforce when they graduate high school is something that i don't think a lot of schools are doing i think that's something that used to be a big deal in the past let's say but somehow We've gotten away from that. I think that this is a great idea. Has this always been a part of the philosophy that you wanted to impart on Arlington ISD? Absolutely. It has always been part of that philosophy because we know that when students are accelerated to something that they are, are desiring uh, in terms of their opportunity and their future, that when they're accelerated to that, they actually perform much, much better. And the learning becomes something that is seamless to them. Um, that focus is, is really strong for us because it's, again, you, you asked what separates us. It's where potential gets real. And so we don't just talk about it'd be nice for you to be a welder someday. We want you to be a welder while you're with us. And we want you to get your certification, a dual credit, an associate's degree, and start in your career or your uh, college after high school continue that pathway. And so when you talk about culinary arts, hospitality, which in Arlington, uh, it's a big market for hospitality with hotels and stadiums and things like yeah. that. And so when you when students are able to begin those careers and those uh, pathways early on, it changes the, the entire kind of equation. And I think that separates Arlington ISD from a lot of school districts because we're actually doing something about it. Uh, we're not just talking about uh, it would be nice for them to be ready. We're actually preparing our students. Is it easier for the students to stay focused on their goals when there really is a goal? I think that's kind of what you're talking Absolutely. about. You know what that paycheck is going to be when you graduate as opposed to I'm educated. That, that's correct. There's just yeah. such a huge difference there. Are you seeing other school districts starting to adopt your model? I, I think other school districts are starting to adopt that in 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 uh, small steps. And and our challenge is always for for public education is to do it to scale. And so in Arlington ISD, we've done that to scale. In in across our high schools, we have a brand new career tech center that houses specialized learning programs that deal with nursing, phlebotomy architecture, I mean, go down the list, business management, auto repair, welding, et cetera, uh, video and, and production and things like that. And so we've taken it to scale, and that's the biggest challenge in public education is when, when you're meeting the needs of students, how do you take that to scale? 
And we're very purposeful about that in Arlington and, and in our community to make sure that these things are interdependent. When we talk about transportation, that we're providing access to our students so they can get to these programs. It's one thing to have the programs, but if they can't get there, it's a barrier. So we are very mindful of the things that it takes so that this system uh, works and produces for, for young people. I think the, the, the important, I think part of that is the community support as well. Uh, we have community partners, including the Chamber and University of Texas at Arlington, Tarrant County College, et cetera, that partner with us so our students can have a pathway uh, to their future while they're with us. And so Early College High School is a good example. We have one. We're opening a new, another one in, uh, in the fall of 19. Uh, but we have an Early College High School that students are graduating with their associate's degree uh, and their high school diploma prepared for their next step in, in their lives. Well prepared, I would, I would argue. You mentioned it in passing, but I wanted to learn more about it. The Crow Leadership Academy. This is an IB elementary program. I'm not familiar with IB. What is that? Yeah, so IB is the International Baccalaureate Program, and mostly in high school is where those IB schools are found, if you will. And an International Baccalaureate Program is a complete high school you know, diploma that's international-based which means that much of your learning is dealing with international studies and international problems and international challenges. So you're really becoming a global thinker uh, in high school through coursework, through very specific coursework. In Arlington, we have the very first elementary that is implementing the IB program. This is the <laughs> thing that really caught my attention. That What you're describing to yeah. me makes sense for high school students. Right. Doesn't make sense for elementary school kids. Because of what you were just talking about, they're too young, right. they're not going to be able to handle this. <laughs> you completely disagree with this. You're yeah. starting as early as possible on getting kids thinking globally. That's right. And, and so let's, let's challenge that, that, that first intuition, which is um, they're too young and what is this global kind of international thinking or even thinking about bigger than your school or yourself or your family at the elementary level? So at Crow, for example, they uh, started an initiative where they felt that hunger across the world was a problem, that the people that didn't have enough food was a big problem. These are elementary students. And so they partnered with organizations to begin to think about that and what they could do way beyond Crow Elementary School. It was really something that they were thinking at a global level about the issue of hunger and, and how people in, in many parts of the world don't have enough food. And so when they started thinking about that, they also partnered with organizations where they would then contribute. They would help pack food. They would help package certain uh, meals and things like that, not only for our community but beyond our community. When you have kids, young people, elementary students, who live in a very different world than what we grew up in, at least my, I grew up in, um, they are connected in ways that we are, were never connected as young people, and I was never connected. And, we, you know, sometimes they, there's a critique about, you know, well, they're, they're connected, there's social media and things like that, and when do they interact in, in kind of a one-to-one -one and things like that. We leverage that. We say if you're connected globally and across states and things like that as a young person, leverage that. Leverage that for thinking, for leadership, for learning, and things like that. So we're trying to channel that. And so IB at the elementary is, is something that's very natural uh, for, for young people, and, and we're proving that. Is this the course that has the kids learning different languages? So we have other programs that are dual language programs where uh, students are learning 
their content. And so I'll, I'll kind of distinguish that a little bit. They're learning in English and in Spanish, and in some cases, English and French, in some places, English and, and uh, Chinese. And so when they're learning in dual languages, right, two languages, they're actually learning their content in the other language. So I'll give you an example. Uh, students at some of our schools are learning math and science in Spanish. So it's, it's not taking an elective course. It's not taking a, a, a kind of a conversational course in another language. You're actually learning your content in that language. So you're learning math and science in Spanish. You're learning uh, language arts, social studies, etc. in English. And so what happens is that students really become fluent in two languages. That's why it's called dual. And they're able to uh, process and learn and read and understand in two languages, completely fluent. Um, and that's something that when you start at kindergarten, uh, it's something that becomes very natural. In fact, some of our uh, students at first grade and kindergarten, they don't even realize that their teacher, their math teacher, can speak English because they're completely immersed in Spanish. And so they, they're surprised when they hear something uh, spoken in English from their, from their math teacher. Um, and so students, their cognitive development, we know, uh, is, is just tremendous. And so when they uh, combine, and in our case, we've combined language and arts. So we've done music and piano and dance and theater at the elementary level and language, dual language. When you combine the arts and language, the cognitive development is completely accelerated. So it's a new equation for young people and their learning. This really does seem to be a new way to approach education. The old model, at least the one that I was experiencing, was you're going to learn math today. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're you're using projects and different things to incorporate all of those skills into something. You were talking about the kids working on the hunger problem. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to figure out geography there. You're going to be able to figure out how to use actually use mathematics there. Is that the approach that you're really trying to push here? Not it's time for math, it's time for English. Let's work on something and use these skills and help to develop an educated person. That's correct. And that you, you hit it right on the mark. And so it is to make it interdisciplinary, something that's connected to you as a, as a person and something that you engage with. And we know that when we engage in something, we learn we're more motivated, we, we put more effort into it. And so when you integrate these things and these problems and these situations that students are facing and challenge them to think differently, uh, they will always, always outperform even our expectations. And we find that over and over with our police academy. We have a, a very strong police academy uh, in Arlington ISD, highly, highly motivated students who want to be police officers who are beginning that process with us in, in school, for example. Um, we have cosmetology, so we can go to different areas of, of kind of the industries and things like that. Our cosmetology program is completely full. Individuals who want to use that as a profession so that they can earn enough money to continue their studies in college. So this is a great kind of, and then there's others who want to own their own business. And there's others who want to just be in the profession. And so we're serving the needs and, and this integrated approach, for example, cosmetology students taking accounting, taking business principles, taking marketing and advertising, all in that kind of inter- integrated dis- interdisciplinary is very forward thinking. But the result of that is a student who is exceptionally prepared for their future. It's exciting to hear that you're doing this. I, I think a lot about the education that I got going to college and the way that I have seen friends and colleagues use their education and how a lot of times it didn't really help them in the ways that it should have mm-hmm. And it seems like there's maybe some wasted time. This seems like a great way to not waste time and to really get 
get their lives started. That's great. All right. We're kind of unfortunately running out of time. We've talked so much about these great programs and how they're helping out students. You're going to have to have great teachers That's great. to make sure that all these programs run and run smoothly. You've talked about building a team. Talk to me about the teachers that you have at Arlington ISD. Yeah, so we have a fantastic group of teachers, obviously, in, in Arlington ISD that are really the deliverers of this of this mission, if you will. Uh, it is because of an effective teacher that students are able to perform, and we know that. The research is clear. An effective classroom teacher changes the entire equation for a young person. So from, from our standpoint, it's important to recruit teachers, recruit the very best, but also to re-recruit our teachers that we have because we have thousands of teachers that are continues with us over and over year after year, and we have to re-recruit them. They have to be in an exciting uh, environment, uh, supportive of their learning and growth, and that's what we try to provide, a culture where we're a team and we're trying to really change the educational equation for students. Uh, and so our teachers are, are very committed to this mission of, of uh, serving our students exceptionally well, so much so that in Arlington because, you know, it's interesting. We always talk about, well, go to industry to learn about the industry and then try to apply it. Go to the fire department and firefighters in the college and all that and bring that information, et cetera. Well, one of the biggest industries where we have a shortage is teachers. So we went to the industry, which is us, uh, and we created a teacher academy for young people who want to be teachers. Uh, and their story uh, about why they want to be a teacher is so compelling and, 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 and very, very motivating. But we have a teacher academy where students are actually getting college credit in education courses, what they would take in college through UTA, and beginning to apply those college credits so that when they leave our system, it'll take them three years to become a teacher. And then we guarantee them employment. We say, you know, you go through us, you go to the teacher academy, go to UTA, come back, and you have a letter of commitment. Because we know we're going to need teachers. We have our, our trend is in, in every public education you know, setting, the trend is a shortage of teachers. And so we created our own pipeline, and we learn from our best teachers and things like that to, to create that pathway for them. If people want to learn more about the programs that are available and how students or parents can get involved with any of these programs or just the school district in general, what's the best way for them to do that? The very best way is to go to our website at AISD.net. AISD.net. Dr. Marcelo Cavazos is the superintendent of Arlington ISD. Here's what I need from you. I need you to come back, maybe bring some teachers, bring some students. I want to learn more about what you guys are doing. It's a fantastic system you guys have developed, and I'm very excited about it. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you for having me.